Al, it is a new year. It is a new year. Which means new me. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a frog in my throat. <laughs> new year, new owl. <laughs> new frog in throat. Did you know you can find frogs in this weather? Oh, I've heard. Very much so. <laughs> heard that a lot recently. Me too. <laughs> uh, it's 2019 and, of course... Your friends and pals at the Seas Lane Checkup OVA are back on their It's true. Because we never stop. Don't stop for nothing. Can't stop, won't stop. Exactly. Uh, hello, welcome to episode 108 of the Seas Lane Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And uh, we've got a we got a barn burner of an episode for you. A barn burner. Barn burner. You know what? Okay, I'll just go with it. <laughs> what? It's just funny that you're like it's a barn burner. Like who says that? Me. <laughs> okay, Jared says that. Exactly. That's all you need. All you need for a turn of the phrase. Uh, we're we're playing a long. We played a long game. We did play a long game. I put like 70-something hours into it. I put like almost 60. You know there's a trophy for putting 100 in, though. There is, yeah, but like didn't have time to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Same. Uh, You got way more of those trophies than I did, I think, because you said you had like 60% and I had like almost 40. (laughs) I got to play it more thoroughly than you did, though. That's true. I did, like, rush the last, the back half of that game. Yeah. Can uh, you tell them what game we're talking about? Uh, we're talking about a game that's been, uh, I feel very praised over the last few years as, like, a series of, like, oh, man, if you like, you like JRPGs, like, traditional JRPGs, like, you should play this series. It's, it's definitely one that I've heard about. Like I said, over the past few years, I think one of my friends even played it and was like, yeah, this is good. And it's like, I've constantly heard like, oh, this series is real good. This series is real good. This series is real good. And then finally, thanks to playing Tokyo Xanadu, we were like, oh, we should mm-hmm. we should probably play this series now. And guess what? It's real good. <laughs> it, guess what? It is real good. <laughs> it took us a bit to finally get into, but like, hey, it, we're here and we can say it's real good. We can We can add on to that heap of praise. Uh, we are. We played very recently the Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel, the first game. Mm-hmm. Haven't gotten to the second one yet. I've started the second one, but I like, literally just started it. Like maybe got like five minutes in. So yeah, that's 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 the big thing we played recently. You you talked about this a little bit last week on Game of the Year because you gave this your best old game, even though you hadn't finished it yet. But you were like, "This is this is real good." <laughs> Yeah, it, it stands. It's still yeah. best old game. But the rumors were true. This series seems real good. Yeah, I, I'm legit loving it. Especially for a series that like only half the games are out in English. Yeah, so that's going to be a thing. And I'm definitely going to, even though I, like, I'm playing them right now, I'm going to buy the new ones in hopes that they'll be like, oh, there's an interest in this. Maybe we should localize the other ones. I feel like the fact that they're putting out those re-releases, those PS4 re-releases, it's, 
it, it seems like that's like indica- indicative of like, hey, they're probably localizing the new ones. Yeah. The um, the only other thing about that though is that I also just wanted to give them money as opposed to like the past two times I bought the game of giving GameStop money. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm like, eh, they deserve money for this game because it's great. And I think like the fact that like uh, I think three came out in 2017. Yeah, it's recent. And four came out like in September. So like those are still probably like you know you're, you got a lot of localization to do on those. So, like, a lot of localization. There's a lot of text. Yeah, it's probably you know it, it makes sense that like they're not out yet. But like I like I, I'm thinking like the way that they're like oh hey we're putting out one and two the remasters of those in English like. I don't think you would do that and not put out like three and four and finish the series. Yeah. Especially with how like how much praise this series gets, especially because like uh, you know the PS3 and Vita version were obviously praised pretty well, and then like that PC version, which say was like an expanded portion version of the game, like got really really well received as well. So it seems like it's like a layup, a no brainer, mm-hmm. but you know. Things in video games are never as like one to one and simple as they seem. So, um, I don't know if you've seen the Trails of Cold Steel two artwork for the PS4, um, but it's just like super aesthetic with Rena on a motorcycle. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it makes me really happy. <laughs> it's so aesthetic. It's like bangs Instagram straight up. I uh, do you remember last week when I was talking to you about like how. The uh the artwork on the PS3 like changes between the first game and the second game. Where it's like oh a cheerful high school and then second game war. War. Boy yes. howdy! It makes a lot of <laughs> sense why that change happens now. Yup. Yup. <laughs> wow. And you know the thing is, and I was thinking about it when I was in the bathtub just now because, whoops. When you're in uh, the bathtub or in a shower, you do a lot of the intro intro retrospective thinking. It's true. And I was like, you know, this reminds me a lot in a sense of like Battle Royale, because even though they're at military school, they still think about like high school things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, spoiler alert, there's a lot of weird stuff happening at the end. They're all like, but we have to do our school festival. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, it kind of had that same kind of feel to it that, you know, that where their priorities lie and like what matters to them and that like the gravity of situations aren't falling on them yet right um i just think that's really cool like i always like that about battle royale and it kind of hit me i was like holy that's what's happening here so yeah like we are we're going to talk about this game at length we'll we'll get into some definitely some spoilers because there's some in-game stuff we have to talk about (laughs) yeah um i mean generally without spoiling it this game's good and you should play it yeah but also this game (laughs) this is a this is a five-year-old game (laughs) yeah well, I guess I mean, it came out three years ago, or yeah, three years ago in in North America. So it still it still has some age on it, but but at the same time, like. But given the fact that it's an older game, it still is really really good. It does have some like frame rate issues and that kind of stuff, but like. Which I assumed like the PC and the PS4 version would alleviate. Yeah, but I mean, given how fun the game is and how good the story is, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's uh, let's just dive right into this thing, this mammoth of a thing, because there's a lot to there's a lot to get into, there's a lot to dissect, there's a lot to talk about. Um, this game definitely has your traditional like slow opening mm-hmm. segment because boy howdy, those first couple of chapters are kind of slow, but like you know eventually it 
I think like once like you get like halfway through the game, it starts really like ramping up and picking up, and you're like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> Things are moving at a at a speed. At a speed. At a speed. Yeah. <laughs> Not clarifying whether it's a slow or fast. At it's a, just a speed. At a speed. Nice. Um. Also, this this whole entire series is just weird. Because like. Okay. Clarify. Well, if you th- like, the Legend of Heroes as like a, an entire series dates back to like the late '80s with the Dragon Slayer games. Yeah, and those were being like uh, Japanese PC games that were eventually ported to home consoles. So technically, this series kind of dates back all the way to that. Even though there's like this, this the Trails of Cold Steel story is like its own separate entity, along with like the Trails in the Sky stuff, and then all the stuff before that as well. But, like, it's just, like, if you think about it, like, in terms of, like, just the broad scope of it, like, this is such a, like, a huge, long-winded series that it seems, like, I think that's kind of, like, one of the reasons why people, like, kind of look at this game and think, like, it's impenetrable, along with, you know, the fact that, like, it's a huge JRPG and you're going to put a ton of hours into it, but, like, if you, if you, like, even know, like, a brief bit of, like, with these games, like, do you, like, do I have to play Trails in the Sky first in those few games? Do I have to play any other games before this first? Or can I just jump into this? Which, apparently, I think this is kind of, like, a a very soft, like, kind of reboot to, like, kind of push players into the series. Which makes sense. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> It's a little weird how like oh that this uh this title the uh, prefix is just you know goes all the way back almost thirty years. Yeah, and that was a little daunting because I was like, do I need to play those? But then it's also kind of like um, it it kind of reminds you of Persona since like Shin Megami Tensei was way older than Persona was, and like it it just stuck. And I guess kind it is similar to Persona how like. I know, like, a lot of the, the kind of the quote-unquote series within this series have, like, you know, separate sequels and all that sort of stuff. But, like, it's a, it's a you know, a series of games that are pretty much set in the similar universe and all that sort of stuff. But, like, you know, you don't necessarily need to play, like, 1 and 2 to understand 3 and 4, per se. Uh, I feel like that's kind of the gist they're getting with here with, like, you know, the difference between Trails of Cold Steel and Trails in the Sky and then some of the previous entities. But... But like you said, it is it is a little daunting just like look at all of this and be like, oh, uh, where do I begin? But uh, yeah, I, w- I was not sure. But this seems like but, a good start. Yeah, a good place to start, especially because like you know these are these games are at least like pretty accessible for for people to pick up and just like get into. Uh, I don't know how like accessible like the Trails in the Sky series is. I know like some of those games are out, but I don't know if like the entire like all those games are out. It's one of those. It's one of those things where it's like you know, it's a Japanese game and it's kind of niche in its own right. So, you know, there's no guarantee that all of those games are out in English. So, yeah, like there's even a reference to one of them. Um, there's a quest that you can do with the vice principal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he loses his notebook and he has like a, a whole page of like a character from one of the p- previous games that wasn't released in English. Yeah. And you're like, who is this chick? <laughs> like, okay, dude, you have your thing, I guess. I don't like, know. All right, sure. <sighs> Which I guess, like, that's like the only thing you're you're gonna be missing out on is like kind of like references here and there. Yeah. At least that's what it seems like. But 
Also, it's just hilarious to me that Reen has to solve everybody's problems. He is a he's a he's a he's he's trying his best to solve all the problems. All the problems. Anyone's got a problem, you call Reen. He's got it for you. Uh, I feel like if we sat here and talked about the entirety of the story, we would be here for like three hours. And you don't have that time. <laughs> oh. But uh. Essentially, this entire thing is like, you know, uh, Reen, your your protagonist, and a few of the other characters are, like, grouped into this, like, segmented class within the Thor's Military Academy. Class 7. And they're all like, why are we in this class? Why do we got weird jackets? What's why going on? Why are we on? red? Everybody else is green. Yeah. We're Christmas colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they get, like, kind of, like push into their own group and it's like oh you know you're gonna be this experimental class and doing all this fun stuff and also it's a class mixed with like nobles and commoners because there's a lot of class uh class war within this game which was very surprising yeah same like i was not expecting that at all and one thing i will say is that just like the fact that there's so much political commentary in this game made me so happy yeah like i it was one of those things I kind of just wasn't expecting, like, just how much of, like, you know, this is going to be a, a game about class warfare, about a, a game about political ideologies, on top of just being a JRPG. It's just like, it's, it's, it's real heavy. Yeah, it's super heavy, but it's great. Like, yeah. it, it makes it feel like it has a lot more gravity to it than, I mean, like, I am all for, you know, the the otherworldly stuff but also like give me some straight up great political nonsense going on here and i'm just like all in all in because people suck and that's one thing that like you definitely get from this game is that people can't collaborate people can't work together and people suck it's true except for class seven they mostly work together they have to work at it to get to work together though (laughs) They definitely have to work together. Well, okay, Reen has to work. Yeah, it's like, oh man, these these <laughs> some of these classmates are having troubles with each other. Let's let's get Reen in there, and he'll figure it all out. And um, Elisa even like comments at one point. She's like, you know, it's interesting that one person just keeps getting the short end of the stick on these class assignments. <laughs> man, calling them out. So at least they recognized that it was ridiculous. Yeah. But that kind of kind of be, is like the the main through point of like uh, so you go on these like uh, these field studies throughout like most of the game. It's like you going out to different parts of the country to see what's happening, see what's happening in that part of the the world, fix some problems here and there along the way, and also just like fix some classmate problems along the way. So like uh, like th- one of the first ones you have to do is like f- repair your relationship with with Elisa because. Mm-hmm. You have you you find yourself in a compromising position on the first day, and it's it gets real awkward after that. Yeah, it's it's bad. She slaps you, mm-hmm. which is dumb, but you have to fix that because she's very icy towards you for a while. Yeah. Um, you get to end up fixing uh Yusus and uh Machias's relationship because they have the whole. As we've mentioned before, uh, noble and commoner tensions mm-hmm. between the two. Which Eustace uh, is like highbrow noble guy. He's like you know he's a son of like 
one of the dudes in the the four great houses. The four great houses. And then Machias is like son of a dude who's just like a commoner who worked his way up through all the ranks to make himself into the governor, and also is just a dude who hates who hates nobles. He hates nobles. So they they are always like just like spatting at each other, and you have to find find a way to get them a common ground because. Because one of the the things in the the battle system is that like you have to link together with like your other party members, mm-hmm. and you know early on they're like yeah we we were trying to make a combat link and we can't do it because we can't just do don't it. like each other so you have to figure out a way to to do that. Also like along the way like Machias begins to hate you because like you tell him oh I'm not a noble and then later on it's like oh by the way I'm kind of a noble. Yeah. Because Reen is, like, coy about it. He's like, I don't have a drop of noble blood in my body. and Which is technically, like, technically correct. I mean, maybe not. We don't know who his parents actually are. I mean, okay, true. But, like, as far as he's aware. As far as he's aware, he doesn't. And he, He's technically right, but. He's technically right, but he lied in the sense that he was adopted by and raised by nobles. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he was, like, what? Um, five Real, or yeah, something like when young. they adopted him. Yeah. Um, which leads to some other issues later on, but we're going to talk about that a bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, Machias is like, all right, you suck too. I don't like you. And you're like, oh man, dude, calm down. It's like, Sorry. <laughs> I had no control over what Reen said. <laughs> and I love that Reen just like decided to cover that up. He's like, eh. Well, I'm just not going to tell people. It's the same thing of, like, Elisa coming in and be like, I'm Elisa R. R. That's it. R. I don't have an actual last name. Nope. It's just R. And that just gets hand-waved away, like, real real on. Everyone's just like, eh, whatever. It's it's a thing. Um, But, yeah, that was that was an interesting tension. But eventually they get to the point where they like each other and they just kind of, like, bust each other's all the time yeah it's it's, it's like that, that they're friendly rivalry with each other just, they're just gonna like just poke and pry each other the entire time and that's Which just that's just how way they more are fun. yeah way more fun than them being mm-hmm. at each other i feel like uh elliot and gaius are the only ones that like don't have a problem with you at, like throughout the entirety of the game they're just like yeah we're cool with you it's cool yeah well gaius is also like the ultimate bro and i love it yeah like he he's Got the weird religion thing behind him, which is odd. But um, other than that, he's just like, all right, this is fine. You're a cool dude. I like you. I'm going to paint, but there's nothing showing up on my <laughs> canvas. And he's just such a nice guy. Yeah, he, he's like the he's the outsider because he's like not from the country. He's from like a, a place yeah. a little outside of it. But like immediately he's just like, hey, cool. You guys seem all right. Yeah, him and Elliot are like, what up, dude? Let's be bros. Yep. And then Elliot's like this small redheaded boy who really likes music and um i tried very hard to date him and i failed (laughs) very sad i wanted to dance with him (laughs) and like half the game i was like he's a traitor watch (laughs) you told me that he was a traitor because he had two first names yep look look, you cannot trust anyone with two first names i mean you also can't trust a man without a shirt, so... That's also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Elliot Craig is his name, I'm pretty sure, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Elliot Craig. Uh, 
but yeah, like throughout these field studies, like you get to meet everybody's families, which is kind of cool, but also kind of interesting, like in the sense that you learn pretty quick that there are some weird dynamics. We were we were talking about that. It's like, you know, most of the the kids like it's like, oh, well, one of one of the parents is dead. And, the, and then the surviving parent is either like super cold and just does not care at all about their kid or is just like overtly loving. <laughs> It's like it's one extreme or the other, because like uh, when you meet, uh, like when you go to um, like Elliot's hometown, he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, his sister. You meet the sister, and like he's t- talking about his dad, and you're like, oh man, this this guy seems real rough. Like he seems like yeah, super tough military dad. And then you go to the base to, to and he's there, and he's like, he's like Elliot, my boy. <laughs> Let me hug you in this big bear hug, and, and everyone's just like, like, no, no, dad, no, 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 and you're like, oh my god, this gruff military man is like the cutest. Everyone's looking around like, I think we kind of got the wrong idea from his stories. Well, and like he also has like this ridiculously tough like nickname. Mm-hmm. Like anybody who's anybody in this game has like, a really big nickname that they're like, oh, this person is this, and they're really, really tough. Um, like, the the teacher has one, and the uh, the other teacher has one. The maid has one. This guy has one. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody has just names that, like, if they are if they show prowess in battle, they get one. Yeah, like, you know, if you're, you do cool shit, you get, like, a cool nickname. That's how it goes. Yeah. I want to be like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's something that happens. Also, like a lot of these, like a lot of the side characters you'll meet is like they have like you know something going on with them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them you meet are just like kind of real suspicious, and you're just like, I hmm hmm hmm. Like uh, Alyssa's maid that shows up. Oh yeah, very suspicious. Very suspicious. <laughs> I still suspect something's going on with uh, UCS's uh, brother. Yes. The, yes. Like, there's something going on with him. Well, like, cl- I don't know clearly is, something's but... going on with him because, like, you know, obviously, he, you know, he tries to be nice to you. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the nice person of this family. But, like, he's clearly hanging out with, like, the head of the nobles who is, like, plotting this whole rebellion and all this stuff. And it's like, buddy. Has, like, a rival airship thing that he's buddy. flying around in. Like, <laughs> something's going on with that dude. But the yeah. maid is really suspect. What do you okay? So like, the end game, the end of the game, they re- they reveal kind of like. She's. Can I spoil? Are we in spoilerville right now? We can kind of we can kind of dip in and dip out here and there, but like, uh, they they kind of reveal her true nature. Like they they give you a tease of it, like a little like the chapter before, but like. Mm-hmm. At the end, they're like, "This is who she is." Yeah. Do you think she was just like someone in one of the militaries, or was she like a Jaeger person? Because that's the one kind of differenti- differenti- differentiator that I'm not aware of. Because like, because uh, the teacher like bre- like ex- explicitly says like, "Oh, you were a part of like this organization," but like, mm-hmm. f- I don't know what that means. I do. Okay. It's neither of the two. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, she's part of the organization that's basically pulling the strings behind everything. Okay, that makes sense. Um, like, there's this shady organization that's, like, making all this chaos happen. So um, she She's part of it, and then the, the Phantom Thief Blue Blanc is part of it. 
and the and the like the opera singer and the opera singer yes so she's technically an enemy then yes <laughs> but they say that she's like an inactive well i guess she, I she does say like means. at the end like you know well she talks to claire in chapter six and she like they talk about like how like you know you know what are your two employers doing on all that sort of stuff and at the end when she comes to like it's t- uh fight with the teachers she's like hey my my first goal here is like if anyone harms elisa or her friends like i'm not gonna have that happen yeah like i'm gonna f- them up <laughs> and clearly she goes into fight with like you know people who are technically supposed to be employing her or have in the past so like that is a conflict of interest of sorts yeah definitely so it's very interesting like she was one of the, I'm like, intrigued to see where that goes. Yeah, like she was one of the characters you you see throughout, and you're like immediately when she shows up, you're like this this chick's shady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's very shady. Mm-hmm. So shady. Like every time she showed up, like I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. But Reen's like I trust everybody. This is great. Because like you could technically kind of like I feel like fit. There's, like, four groups kind of, like, all moving around, moving pieces around in this, in this you know, entire world board, if you want to kind of put it to, like, that. Like, you got, like, the, uh, the, um, the Imperial Army, like, they're, like, the, they're, like, this part right here. Uh, you got, like, the Noble Faction, this part right here. With the Provincial Army involved. Yeah. Uh, the Shady... Uh, doing stuff behind the scenes causing all of this faction Uroboros. yeah them and then like and then the fourth faction is like class seven um uh the one prince the, the botcherous prince uh laura's dad and like all those who are like yeah we're kind of like we're not getting involved in any of them we're gonna kind of do things our way we're gonna be like this faction is like gonna try and make sure like all of this stuff kind of doesn't super super blow up and also like be empathetic about things and not just look at things through like a super militaristic point of view which i think kind of like is one of the things like they're trying to instill in class seven is like hey you know like your your kids in the military academy like we can't deny that but also mm-hmm. you know you got to look at all these like got to go to all these different places and see what's happening around the country see what's see what people's problems are and then when things go bad, like, you know, come up with your own ideas of what to do. You don't have to look at it through strictly like, oh, this is a, we had to go go through like military code and all this stuff to, to do this. Like, do things how you feel like is the way it should be done. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they definitely really nail that home, like near the end uh, when you're in Ruer. Ruer. <laughs> When like especially because like when you start doing things that uh, counteract with like the the railway military police mm-hmm. and uh, the blue hair lady Claire's Claire's getting really at you. yeah like what are you doing? <laughs> Reen's like I do what I want. <laughs> She's like you're not doing things that like should are the way that things are supposed to be done. And he's like if we did that, people would die and they would not get saved. Like we kind of have to go around the like your your little codes of conduct and all this. Yeah. Which, it's good on him. Well, yeah, which I think is like just interesting that like you know, you have all of these groups just like moving and shifting about and like just everything's going on and then like, you know, obviously you know it's a it's a JRPG so like oh we're gonna build up these kids to be the the hope of the future so to to save all this but like 
it really seems like the fact that like you know they're really trying to nail down like oh you know we're teaching you military stuff but like also like we really want you to be empathetic about how you go about your problems and solving them Mm -hmm. which 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 is basically counterintuitive to everything else going on like all the other groups so yeah definitely it's uh it's real interesting um so we talked about Usus and Machias. Uh there was another quarrel between classmates when uh Laura and Fee Fee had this like Which I keep wanting to call her Fi. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> they had this like weird like kind of like every they were just like real like off putting of each other, but like it wasn't like they were mad at each other like uh Machias and Usus was. It was just like there's something weird going between them and no one really kind of knows what it is or why. Yeah, nobody can like figure out what's going on with those two. Like it doesn't logistically make sense in the immediate like why they would not like each other. Mm-hmm. Um it was odd cuz it took them longer to make the link than it did Machias and Usus. Yeah. Usus. It's really like, cuz like cuz like they're like like Reen and everyone's talking about like if they could get on the same page, they could just be like incredible. Maybe a yeah, they would just kill it. And it's just like, and everyone's like around them is like, why aren't they getting on the same page? Like they seem like, it's not like they hate each other. They're cordial to each other. It's just like, there's some weird thing that's like kind of between them that is causing this issue to happen. And we don't know what it is. And then eventually when you're in like the, the big capital, uh, they just have a duel. <laughs> To like, yeah. All right, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> Which I thought was like a real interesting way of handling that. Yeah. Because I feel like the way Laura like talks about it, how like you know she had been like ingrained when she since she was a child, like all oh, the Jaegers are terrible people. Like they do fighting in a bad way. Like you can't really like trust them or anything like that. And it was like her preconceived prejudices that were like causing her to have issue with with the. Uh, with fee even though like she knew fee as a person and she didn't have Mm -hmm. a problem with her and i felt like the way they could have wrote that could have been very one-dimensional in terms of like oh i have these preconceived prejudices i'm just going to act upon those and that's that's it yeah but like the way they do it here it's like laura's like wrestling with that and like i know i shouldn't like have to have these feelings but like you know i i have them and i'm trying to figure out a way to deal with them to get through them to get past them so we can make this link and be friends but like i just cannot figure out how to do it and and she also says like multiple times like i don't understand your viewpoint of life like i don't understand how you got to this point Mm -hmm. and um I mean, that's that's an interesting idea is that, like Fia has had a very different background than everybody else. Well, yeah. mostly everybody else. And, you know, the way that she comes at things is different from them because of that upbringing. And so, uh, you know, it is kind of a big thing of like, you know, how what makes her tick? Because because before what, this, you really haven't got it. I mean, you have a little bit of an idea, but like you uh, don't know her like actual backstory yet. Right. I mean, you know that something's real up with her when she pulls out a freaking grappling hook the first day of school. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, nope, no trap for me. And Sarah's like, Teacher's like Fee, come what? on. No. She's like, all right. <laughs> that was really funny. But yeah, it's really cool that they like made 
this like internal struggle with Laura because Fee didn't really have an issue with Laura at all. No, she was just like, I, something's wrong. I don't, but it, it, she, but she doesn't know how to handle it because Laura is very like off put by her, and so she's like, I don't know what to do. And Fee's just like very like, kind of like chill. Like she's not like going to be confrontational about it. Right. If, if someone has a problem with her, she's gonna be like, okay, I guess I don't know. Yeah, sure. All right, you have a problem with me. I'm gonna go nap now. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was like a really good moment in terms of like writing, characterization, and storytelling within this game of just like showing just like how like that internal struggle like will like literally just like get to you and and mess with like how you're like your you know your relationship with the person would be and all that sort of stuff. So I was I was incredibly surprised by that moment and just like mm -hmm. how well they pulled that off. Well, and the funny part about it is that, like, they just duel in the middle of the park and the police are like, um, you can't do that here. <laughs> they duel in the middle of the park and then, like, they end on, like, basically a draw. Mm -hmm. Even though Fee's like, yeah, hey, I lost because it's nighttime and I should have beat you. Um, and then they're like, all right, we're good now. Let's beat up the boys. <laughs> Let's beat up the guys. <laughs> and then the cops show up and they're like, uh, What? <laughs> For the record, that's the only time I actually died in the game um, <laughs> was against the guys because Machias has a um, petrification ability and he petrified both of us oh, and God. I lost. Yeah. It's the only time in the entire game I died. The best part about that is the next day when like you, uh, you, you get up to get to uh, go to Elliot's place to do your like to get your uh, task for the day. And breakfast. Yeah. Uh, Elliot rolls up and, like, she's <laughs> like, sees everyone's like, oh man, you guys are real tired. Wait, why are they so chummy now? <laughs> <laughs> Which continues, like, every time everybody runs into them, they're like, wait, they like each other now? What? <laughs> yeah, it's real good. Reen, what have you done? You did it again, Reen. <laughs> you knocked it out of the park. Reen's hilarious. What a good boy. It's a good boy, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. He's like a golden retriever. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah, because he's always doing stuff. Gets roped into the student council, just, and it has to do all that. Has to help everyone in their problems. It's all he knows and how like, to do. And, like, several times throughout the game, they're like, all right, leader. And he's like, I don't remember being appointed the leader. I don't remember <laughs> agreeing to this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Reen. Even, like, in Chapter 6, like, someone calls him, and he's like, well, you're the team leader, so I guess I, I had to tell you this. He's like, when did this happen? I never said this was a thing. He's like, when? Who appointed me as leader? He gets so confused. Poor boy. He's, he's sad. Oh. Uh, eventually, you get some new classmates in class seven because there was like two empty dorm rooms. And it's like, well, of course, someone's going to move in here. Yeah, it's such an awkward number then. Well, I mean, it's two well, more, so. Yeah, but then, like, there's one desk that's, like, sitting in the back. Oh, yeah, you're you're not wrong then. Yeah, it's weird. So you get Crow, who is a second year, and um, you, apparently you, you've met him a few times. Yeah, throughout he's, the he's friends with uh, Toa, George, and uh, Angelica. Angelica. So, like, you've ran into him a few times. Uh, and, uh, and, and then you get Milliam, who's just like this this child who you ran into a few times, and you're like, are you like a terrorist or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Which Crow is in your class because he doesn't have enough credits to graduate. And he was also a and test subject of class seven the previous year to, to see if it would work as like a as a class, so Yep. And uh Milliam is basically put in there as a plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um by the Chancellor. The Chancellor in like the intelligence division. Yeah, so that she can kind of like try and figure out what's going on she's, she's there to try and figure out what's going on which they don't tell, tell you about until the very end the very end but one of the other things they do tell you about is that she's there to look over the old schoolhouse which is a thing that you've kind of been going in and out of throughout the entire game because like weird stuff just keeps happening in there yep for whatever reason so that's one of your weird uh monthly duties is like oh go investigate the schoolhouse again because something probably changes in there and uh, so those are the two things she's, like, supposed to be there for. Uh, she's also, like, two years younger than everyone else and also has, like, a, a, a robot with her. Yeah, I think her and Phi are, like, around the same age because Phi is also younger. They're both, they're both like, the same height, so it would probably – that would make sense. Well, Toa's also, like, really short. Well, and she's – Huh? She's just tiny. She is tiny. I love her. Tiny school president slash cousin teacher in the future. Cousin teacher in the future. Okay, so five. They literally just use the same. Was fifteen sixteen. Uh, Reen was seventeen and eighteen. And so, Milliam. I'm pretty sure they say that she's like thirteen. Thirteen. So yeah. she's younger than even. Five. Yeah, she's 13, 14. So she's 13, 14. Phi is 15, 16. And then Reen is 17, 18. Which is pretty much like what the rest of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You get, you get two new classmates and they get to, to fight with you. Do all that fun stuff. Yep. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this game. A lot. A lot. <laughs> there's a lot of content here. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of stuff we're just going to kind of skim over. But that's just the, the way things go. Um, I don't even know where we go from here. Um... If you have an idea to steer the ship, you can. I mean, generally, it's just like we said, you go through the uh, the field studies and you're learning more about the the environment that you're in, the cities, the tensions, that kind of thing. And you realize that at some point that there's like a brewing civil war about to happen. Yeah. Um, and that kind of becomes the crux of the story, which like heavy spoilers if you're... If you're at if this, you want if out, you're this point, if, yeah. If you want out, get out. Um, we love you anyway, but get out. There's definitely a brewing civil war, and I realized that when the game was going on. I'm like, um, this is bad. This is not good. Um, Crossbell ends up like declaring independence, and then everybody's like, "Who do you think you are, Crossbell?" Is they literally all like they literally all just do like dismissive jerk off motions to them like eh, whatever yeah yeah basically they're like eh, you can't go anywhere and then like oh they're like oh well we're gonna freeze all your international accounts and they're like 
Oh. Yikes. Yikes. Um, hmm. Maybe they're maybe they're actually serious about this. <laughs> and then like all the while there's been like these like this terrorist group that's just been going around doing stuff and they're like, "Yeah, we want to kill the chancellor." That's pretty much what we're going to do. And then you you run into them a lot. Uh so you, you you obviously get kind of familiar with them. Like, you know, they have like their ringleaders, dude just named C and he wears like mm-hmm. a big old like black get up with a mask and everything, so you don't really get to see who he is and he has his his cronies with him. Like they're all like they're all like trying to like just make as much of a menace as they can. Like they steal the or they, they kidnap the, the princess and your sister at one point. Mm-hmm. They try to br- blow up the railway guns at like the, the fortress. Well, they try to fire them. Oh yeah, they try and fire them to at the like the at this big like uh inter country conference that's going on. Yep. Uh, um, they're they're mega terrorists. They're bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have G V C and S and S, um, which S it's like the one. There are two parts of this game that I find like questionable, and S is one of them because boobs don't work like that. <laughs> it's real they egregious. They just don't. They they look like somebody blew up water balloons and pasted them onto her chest. <laughs> it's awful. Um, but they're all terrorists, and you meet G relatively early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of like a he's like the lower tier of of the group. Yeah, he's gone by the time the game's over. Which I mean, he does die off camera, so like, there's no guarantee he's not. Like, there's no guarantee he's show up dead, again because yeah. like they they just say like, oh, he you know he he went there and died. Like so, who knows? Because um, they they literally do the same thing later on when like you're in the the mines of Ruer and Ruer. You think like C and his cronies are in this airship that gets shot down. And you're like, oh, they're dead. That's it. Terrorists are done. <laughs> And then whoops, yeah, nope. but like it's never that easy. I was like, don't believe that they're dead. Yeah, like immediately when that happened, I was like, oh, they're that is not they are not gone. Like, come they're on. Not, yeah, there's no way. Um, you also learn there's like the the prince who's voiced by Matt Mercer, the debaucherous prince, the debaucherous prince. Like, there's some weird stuff with like his political standing like there he's a bastard mm-hmm. is that right i think so and so like people are always like oh you know you you're not real prince you kind of suck and so they're all weird about him and then his younger brother is actually like the crown prince yeah and also, also he's just like a dude who kind of just like goes off and does his own st- his own thing he's very, very like, idealistic yeah yeah so like um, he does all this like non princely thing, so like that kind of people off. Like play music and hit on rain. Yeah. And girls. But also we find out that like he and basically everybody important that we met are like on the board of directors of your school and in charge of class seven. And he was like the one that came up with the idea. Yeah, he came up with the idea. So like he, he's like yeah. F this like noble and common stuff, we're just gonna put y'all together. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. like, later on in the game, he, like, he builds his own airship, literally <laughs> flies it around the country, just, like, showing it off and just being like, 
What now? With Laura's dad as the yeah, captain. Yeah, like he, he recruits Laura's dad because, like, Laura's dad at one point is, like, because he gets visited by, like, one of the heads of the, the noble faction who's, like, real shady. And immediately mm-hmm. he's, like, yeah, I kind of got to go and talk to the other nobles who, like, aren't necessarily as high and be, like, hey, we need to we need to kind of band together and make sure, like, they don't get as much power as they do. And then immediately afterwards you're, like, oh, he's just hanging out with the prince. I guess that makes sense. They would yeah. kind of fit together ideolo- ideologically. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense. Uh, and it was hilarious because um, this game also has like dating mechanics. Mm. And so I was very much not trying to date his daughter. And so Reen's like, oh, no, nothing's going on because her dad's like, so I have a feeling Laura's more than a classmate to you. Uh, which she did the same thing with you, even though you were actually dating his yeah. daughter, but, but like, you were like, oh, awkward. no, no. <laughs> just now. Nah, what are you talking about, buddy? <laughs> Everybody in this game is so interested in who Reen is boning. This <laughs> is pretty true. Like literally everybody's like, so who are you boning, Reen? And he's like, what? No, nobody. What? <laughs> um, which speaking of Reen's love life. We have to address it. Uh, it's gross. Yeah. Um, which I guess the good thing is that Reen doesn't notice it. Everyone else notices it but him, and they're just like, "Oh my god, this guy." What's yeah. Um. So because they're like, "Oh, Reen's adopted," um, they make it so that his little sister Elise like has the super hots for him, mm-hmm. which is gross. Yeah. Like, I don't care that they're adopted siblings. I really don't. I, like, I don't need the Brady Bunch going on here. Like, it's it's unfortunate. And uh, I don't... That's one thing with, like, Japanese games that I hate. Is it the, like, romanticized brother and sister relationships? And I'm like, I have a brother. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love my brother. Not like that. <laughs> I don't understand why Japan does that, but it's really, really unfortunate. Uh, it's like my number two thing about this game that I don't like. The S's boobs and this. Yeah, it's real unfortunate. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I guess the positive is that Reen doesn't like reciprocate it, but also he doesn't notice it. Yeah. Um, But it's still creepy as heck. Yeah. Uh, although he was like big bro in her for a bit, like he stood in between her and Patrick. It was like, nope, not yet, that buddy. Was, that was good. And like, she is not debuted in society yet, sir. Hands off. I I liked Patrick's uh his character run where he's just like super <laughs> first, like comes in and challenges you, is like, and then loses and is like. You all suck. He's not. He's not, he's not even like real nobility. Oh my god, you suck. And then like later in the game, you just like you're like, oh, it's that guy, that little rascal. <laughs> well, and, like his butler tells you at one point, like, I'm so glad that you care about them. And he's like, I don't care about them. I don't care at all. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> he becomes like your Zundere. <laughs> <laughs> They're not my friends. I don't care what happens to Reen. God. Baka. <laughs> it's great. Patrick is hilarious. 
he becomes very much like not as one dimensional villainy as he was at the beginning. Yeah. Even though I still can't get into that little salon and I'm very upset. Exactly. Let's in the salon. We're nobility. We are. Let us in the salon. I want to be pampered. It's true. We get a motorcycle. We do. So that's cool. It has a um, sidecar. Does have a sidecar. Um. So I think what we should talk about is we should talk about this festival slash final dungeon slash final battle. All right. Because uh, it's it's a thing. It's a wild ride. It's a, it is a wild. It's ride. a crazy ending to this game. Um. So like they've been building up this festival for like two chapters now. Like everybody's so excited about the the school festival. It's a huge deal. Um. After consulting with Toa, they decide they're going to do a concert. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, Class 7 becomes very, very devoted to doing this concert. They're like, you know, it'll bring people together to be fun. This is our time to shine. And there's competition between all the classes because all, like, the the noble classes are doing, like, all these crazy projects. And they're like, well, we can't be outstaged by them. They want Patrick to go down, basically. Um, speaking of friendly rivalries, Patrick and Reen. Um, but yeah, so they want to do that and you go through some events of the festival and then eventually like the old schoolhouse starts basically losing it. Which is similar to like the castle you go to early. Yeah. A few chapters beforehand. So you're like, oh, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. Um. So all the students are like checking it out, and they say the the principal and the teachers like, "Yeah, we have to cancel the festival. This is bad. They're we like, can't do this with guests around." They're like, "No, we yes. will solve this. We'll fix it so that we can have the festival." So they uh, rally around and do the the last dungeon, which is super fun. I like that dungeon. You get to go into the vape chamber. You get to go into the vape chamber, crow's vape chamber, and. I mean, it's it's like a it, it's a fun dungeon, but it's a dungeon. It's really not worth mentioning. Well, I mean, it, it's um, different than like the other dungeons you've seen before because it's like in this like weird supernatural supernatural world, and like there's like teleporting like uh, mechanics and all that sort of stuff. So like it, it's different than what you've been through before. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it, it's also just another dungeon. <laughs> yeah. So then you fight the boss there, which, and... which like teleports you to like this strange realm because like. You eventually kind of like weave your way back into like the depths of the final floor, mm-hmm. and you get basically face to face with like another door that's like weird, and it starts talking to you about like, oh, are you an awakener? Let's get, let's push you through this trial and see if you are. They get to like this weird like black and white world mm-hmm. with like all this. Uh, is like, it weaponry? There's like swords like all just stuck in the ground around yeah. you. Hmm, I wonder what this could symbolize. <laughs> uh, and so you you fight the boss, and it's basically like um, it's similar to the fight that you had in the castle. Yeah, it's just like this weird supernatural thing. Yeah, and like Reen keeps getting this weird like talking in his head afterwards, and he's like, "Huh, that's weird." Oh well. <laughs> uh, when they get back to the real world, though, like. They they are at the bottom of the schoolhouse. And like, there's a mech here. Well, like they're like everyone's there. So like, oh hey, we 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 did it. 
there's this big red orb that was in the door beforehand that's gone. They're like, oh, that's weird. And then, like, everything starts rumbling, and then the door opens, like, oh, there's a mech here. <laughs> Even though, like, we don't know what a mech is. So it's like, there's this weird, like, statue thing here. <laughs> Which was funny because, like, uh, right before I did the final dungeon, I was like, I was like, oh, so is this like the the it, the be all end all of the game? And you're like, no, this is the final dungeon, but not the final boss. You are going to love the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, they find they find a mech, and they're basically all just like, what on earth is this? We have never seen anything like this in our lives. Like, I don't know. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you get to the the festival still on, so you get to do all that stuff. Which Sarah trolls. <laughs> She does. She's like, no, you can't do it. You can't do it tomorrow. And I'm like, what? No, no. But we did it. We succeeded. She's like, yeah, that's because it's today. And they're always like, it's after midnight. Oh, my God. We hate you. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Which they dunk on Sarah so much of they that do. game. It's so hilarious. <laughs> it's real good. Um, you get to do the festival and you get to do the concert mm -hmm. and you, you get to, everything seems fine. You know, you, you do the concert, you get to go to the, the after bonfire and dance with your, your beloved, mm -hmm. confess your feelings. Unless you're Emma, in which case, like, it's just weird. And she's like, someday I'll tell you about my powers, but not today. I'm like, <sighs> what? Um... So Alyssa's was much better for me. Elisa, I still can't say her name right. But she's who I stuck to with my uh, new game plus. Hmm. So that should carry over. Um, you went with Laura. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything's hunky dory, right? Yeah, right? totally. Right? You're just like chilling uh, there, talking to your sister, and Claire comes up and is like, yeah, what's up? I was a student here once. Ring, ring. Oh, hey, hello. Um, oh, oh, oh. I'll get back. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. And then everybody big leaves immediately. Which they're they're immediately like, like once class seven gets back together, like, yeah, I've never seen my parent like that. Like they got like, they got word, and then like their their entire expression just changed. Yeah. And then basically the principal shows up and is like, hey. Congratulations on the festival. It's over. By the way, we got some bad news. <laughs> so uh, they basically get word that like the fortress that's like been one of the strongholds of the the entire country has literally just been obliterated. Obliterated. Like it, it basically became like a weird black hole that it's just gone. It was like, yeah, like, like there's just a hole through all of it. And it's like people are like oh god like what what caused this we've never seen weaponry do that before which is interesting because like throughout the entirety of the game they're talking about how this fortress is like is a real show of power it's a deterrent mm -hmm. against anything bad happening like those mm -hmm. those huge rail guns are just like there is like hey you want to with us we will d literally destroy you these are weapons of mass destruction mm -hmm. and then you get to the end of the game and like oh by the way that fortress is gone gone obliterated and you're like, oh god, like what the happened? Somehow the the other teacher survived. I'm not sure how, but he did. Well, it didn't like take out the entirety of that that fortress. Like yeah, there are parts I just of it thought still, that you would die. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, so basically, like after that, you know, a few days pass, and it's like everyone's just like, 
real on edge and tensions are just everywhere. And the chancellor's going to make an address. The chancellor's going to make an address. Everyone in the class is there. Well, most of everyone in the class most is there. Most everyone's there. So, like, before the chancellor goes and gives his address, like, you have to go find the the, the other two missing members, which is Milliam and Crow. Uh, mm-hmm. You eventually find Milliam down in the 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 old schoolhouse looking at the mech. Checking out the mech. And she's and she's like, "Yeah, this is real cool looking." Uh, by the way, this was part of my mission was to watch over this uh schoolhouse. So I guess this is why Gramps wanted me to look after it because this was here. And then I was supposed to do something else, but like that kind of just got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> so you you round up her, and then eventually you you try and find Crow and. You go back to the dorm and Sharon's like, eh, he was here and he left. I don't know. And then you go in his room and it's like, huh. It's like clean. Maybe, was it always this empty? Yeah. Uh, you, you basically, you go back to the school and Patrick shows up. He's like, you're like, hey, did you did you not decide to go home? And he's like, no, uh, just staying here, I guess. And you're like, oh, did, have you seen Crow, by the way? He's like, yeah, he was at the station. He was talking about going to go see the chancellor's address. Like, that's, I realize it's not that far, but that's kind of a weird thing. You could just watch it with us yeah. or listen to it on the radio. And then, and then and then immediately, like, once you get that, it's like, that's not right. Yeah. Something's wrong here. So I was telling you earlier, um, because this is when you realized it, um, I suspected him earlier mm-hmm. um, because in the mine area, you have this whole thing where um, – the the terrorists are holding the miners hostage and crow's like i'll get them out it's fine i'll go by myself it, it's it's cool because you, you run into and, like a first set of miners and and you're like well we can't bring them with us so we need someone to go get them out of here and he's like oh i'll take them out of here by myself mm-hmm. yes and then um like in the middle of everything you hear an explosion and then uh Crow calls. He's like, "Oh man, you know there was a cave in, and uh, I can't, I can't get back. I'll find another way around. It'll be all right." And then like C shows up, and I start suspecting him. Then I was like, "Oh, C." Well, Crow. I, I think for me, like, because obviously I had to kind of rush through the end of rush it. So, it. but like, there was a significant amount of time. I think in between those two things happening, that I like it didn't really click into my head. Mm-hmm. But like here, it was like. Like, everything pieced together. <laughs> I was like, why would he go there? Like, there's no reason for him to go there unless he's going to do something real bad. He's mm-hmm. going to end up... Like, you you saw my train of thought, like, go... Like, yeah. literally piecing it together, like, yep. right before they actually give the reveal. And I was like, he's going to be a traitor, isn't he? And yep. then I was like, wait, Crow, C... Yep. It, it, Uh-oh! C equals Crow? <laughs> Which like I even thought that like oh that's that's too outlandish come on that's yeah. not gonna happen. And then like once you get back to the the classroom, uh, the address is about to start, and Milliam is like on on her on her her phone. Oh, let me say something real quick, real quick. Um, they did throw me off though because of the whole like airship explosion and him talking beforehand. I didn't know how he pulled that off. So I'm like, maybe, maybe it's not. Yeah. Like I suspected him. Then I stopped suspecting him. Then I'm racked to suspecting him now. And then <laughs> Milliam gets a, a phone call. So she's like calling someone. She's like, yep, no answer. Guess it's just as we expected. Uh, We've been, we've been trying to figure out the, who C is. Cause we had no idea who it was and everything kept pointing back that he had ties to the Academy. Yeah. And that led us down to one suspect and that was Crow. And it's like, everyone's like, what the Whoa, f- what? what the f- 
And they're all like trying to piece together like, well, it could be him because he was with us when we were at the base. And clearly he was talking through the, the intercom of the airship. And then Sarah's like, he could have just had that as a pre-recorded message. Like, dang it, that is not a plot hole we couldn't figure out. Ah, it's got to <laughs> be him then. <laughs> so uh, you gather all together to listen to the speech and like you hear Misty, the, the radio announcer, who's also like the opera singer, mm-hmm. show up and Emma's like, what the f***? Why is she there? And everyone's just like, what? It's just Misty. You know she's her? the radio announcer. What are you talking she's about? <laughs> yeah, she, everything's cool. And she's like, oh, f- <laughs> Yeah, she's real She got happy. real shook. Yeah, she got super shook. So uh, the chancellor comes out and is like, hey, we're not going to take any crap from Crossbell. You mess with us, you get the horns, yada, yada, yada. And then you see, like, you see C with a sniper rifle ways away. He's like, hey, I hope you enjoyed your speech. He's like, blat. Shoots the chancellor right in the chest. And the chancellor immediately knows who it is. Oh, he knows. He says. But I mean, I guess that makes sense because Millium, Millium was like there on trying to figure it out. Yeah. And obviously, like, there's beef between this terrorist group and the chancellor. So it makes it probably would make sense that way as well. Uh, he name drops who it is and is like, bleh, falls backwards and dies. Uh, Claire shows up like immediately where he is and like where C is and like it's like is like trying to arrest him, shoots him in the face and it breaks his mask and it's like oh there's Crow, that's totally him, <laughs> that's your reveal. Yep. And like oh, f-. and she thinks he she he has she has him cornered and he's like yeah I don't think so that's not how this is gonna work and then this big airship just shows up. And then a bunch of mechs just drop out of it. And you're like, oh, f-. <laughs> things are bad. <laughs> yep. So this uh, this terrorist group has basically taken over the capital and occupied it, and everyone's just like, what? Also, the opera lady just does some like weird magical incantation to show everyone what's happening, give them fake TVs, and Emma's like. F- yeah, she's so upset. So she shows everyone what's happening and all that. And then after that, like, uh, Emma's like, yeah, so I know who that really is. And that's not good. Yeah, she's real, real upset. When she said something like that, she's like kind of like a sister to her. So obviously, like, Emma was one of like the strangest characters because like, She's very much hiding something throughout the entirety of the game. She knows the cat that's very shifty as well. And yep. it's clear that she knows magic, like legitimate magic, not like magic. arts or anything like that. She can do magic, but she doesn't tell anyone. She doesn't let anyone know about that. And she's a she's doing something in the group that's like trying to get them prepared for something, but they don't tell you exactly what it is because like they briefly mention it at one point. And mm-hmm. there's like, we don't know. Is, is this too early? We got to we got to we have to move. Like, we need to make sure that everything's in motion, because if not, things are going to go badly. Um, so, yeah, she named, she basically drops it like, oh, this is like a sister to me or something. So, who knows exactly what that exactly is going to entail, because they really don't super go into that, because things go to sh- real quickly after this real as quickly. well. Oh, boy. So, uh, the terrorists come to where the military academy is and, and tried to occupy that as well, along with like the, the, the other military, the regional military, whatever they're called. Um, so this, the, all the teachers are like, 
crap, we gotta go. <laughs> and, like, they just leave everyone, like, well, you can't leave the school. We don't want anyone else coming out here. And, of course, Class M is like, now nah, we're gonna come help. Because <laughs> that's just the way we do things. Uh, so you go out there, and, like, oh, there's mechs just showed up. This is real bad. But here's where you get to see, like, the, the teachers and everything in action, which is kind of cool. Like, like the, the nurse lady just has a sniper rifle, and she's like, blat, blat, blat. It's so cool. Yeah, so you have, like, the crazy history dude and the crazy chemistry dude. They, they're, like, mages, mm. and the, the nurse is, like, a sniper. The, the principal has, like, this giant broadsword. It's so cool seeing all these teachers mm. just, like, kick ass. And they just like <laughs> class seven shows like we should probably back them up. And they're like, no, nah, they they pretty much got it. They're good. They got this. They got this. Which they're fine. They're fine, they're fine until like the mechs show up, and then it's like a little shifty. But then Sharon shows up yeah. as well, and, and she's like, I will help you guys. Oh, she's so shifty. Which as we're like, Sarah's like, oh, you finally decided to show up your your true colors here, and she's like, yep, well, kind of forced my hand here. Yeah, gotta protect Alyssa, Alisa. So, uh, that happens, and then, like, on the other side, like, opposite side of them, like, there's more mechs showing up, so Class 7 goes to deal with them, which is, that's, like, S and some other dude that's just with her. So you get to, yep. you get to fight a mech. And then, pretty much after that, you have to fight uh, S and her mech, but she just basically, is like, has, like, oh, I'm just gonna def de defend against everything and then wipe you out, which was funny because <laughs> apparently I had something on Elisa where, like, if she gets KO'd, she'd just pop right back up. <laughs> Yep. So like, she gets hit with that and just pops back up, and then she gets hit with it again, pops back up, and it gets hit with it like, the third I time. I had that happen too. It was so funny. I'm like, um. And then she finally dies. Like, oh okay. The game's like, I we're gonna come on, get out of here. And then here's where shit gets real cool. Oh. I mean, I knew you would love this so much. Like as soon as it happened, I'm like, Jared's gonna lose his shit. He's gonna love this so much. So like, after you you get that that bad B like. Reen's like Reen decides to try and unlock his hidden power, and he's like, "Well, I gotta do this. Gotta somehow save them." And everyone's like, "No, no, no, bad Reen, bad Reen." And he's like, "I gotta do something, else we're all gonna die here." And then like he hears his voice and is like, "Hey, you want some cool power? We can give you some cool power." And like it becomes Persona for like a hot second. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it's like the, just like, hey, you know the word to say. Just yell this out, and I'll be I'll be there for you. <laughs> you know my name. Because like you see this name pop up once you defeat like the the old schoolhouse final dungeon, and he yells out that name, and then the the f mech that was there just activates and shows up, and you're like, f yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get a mech. You get a mech. Holy. <laughs> Range is like, all right, cool. I'm in this mech with a cat. <laughs> Which the best part is like, once that like voice is talking talking to him, he's like, oh man, this is weird. And Celine shows up. He's like, hey, you kind of need to come up with a decision here. You need to you need to do something. And he's like, holy, <gasps> sh you can talk. <laughs> it's so funny because everything's going wild, and the thing that gets him is the cats talking, <laughs> not the fact that he just summoned a mech. <laughs> Which is funny as well because like while he's waiting for the mech, like everyone's like, uh, is he okay? And so he's like. Don't talk. He's trying to concentrate. And everyone's like, holy sh you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <sighs> I 
like I said, I got to this part of like Jared is going to love this so oh, much. Like so I cool. loved it and I don't even like like mechs as much as you do. It was so cool. And then you just mech battle. You do. Twice. It's real good. That's so funny that you had the same Alyssa issue as I did that she kept popping back <laughs> up like, with full health. Are you gonna are you just gonna keep popping up? That's that's not gonna be great. Yep, nope, alright, cool. But yeah, you get a mech and you get to mech battle. It's real cool. So you fight S for the first time and you're like just unarmed and just like punching the shit out of her. It's like real good. And you defeat her and you're like, yeah, I did it. I saved everyone. I'm like, uh, there's someone, something else coming. Like there's a blue mech coming and uh, the blue mech shows up and it's crow. Which I was thinking like, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to set up a big oh man, I cannot wait for this Reen Crow fight in the second game. It's going to be so cool. It's going to, we're going, oh man, I cannot wait for that moment. It's like the end of the game. I was like, oh, they're doing it now. All right. Doing it right now. <laughs> doing it right now. So you get the sword from S's mech and yep. uh, you fight uh, Crow and his mech who, who has like a double, a double sword. Which is funny because when he pulls it out, everybody's like, it is Crow. Oh, dang it. <laughs> So you get to have a cool fight like that, and that happens, and you think you beat him, because like you have like this huge talk, like why did you, why did you do this? And which is fun, which is interesting, because like, Reen gives him like this impassioned speech of like you had all these memories with us, you did all this cool, like all this stuff with us, like are you going to tell is me like all, this, all that's for nothing? And he's he hesitates for a second, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it is, it's it's all a lie. And gives him like this whole like bargaining thing, like oh if you beat me, I'll come join you again, all that sort of stuff. And then, like, you beat him, and you're like, all right, we did it! And then, like, he just pops back up and, like, turns his mech into, like, in, like, an overdrive mode yep. or something. And he's like, you realize you've only been piloting yours for, like, a day. I've been doing this for three years. And it's like, oh, f yeah, It gets bad real quick. So he, like, f he messes you up really bad, and then uh, everyone just, like, gets in front of you. He's like, we're gonna, we're gonna protect you. Don't worry. And then... They're like, you got to get out of here. You have to get out of here. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you guys. And then uh, the mech is like, well, we're out. The mech's like, uh, we've got some real bad damage. Uh, tactical retreat would be very advised. And Selene's like, yeah, we're doing that. And Reed's like, nope, no, I just, I, that's my decision. Nope, not yours. Nope, no, no. And it just flies off. And he's like, ah. Ah. Also, you get a you get a, a, a slight uh, vignette with your your dance partner during that point as well. Oh yeah, they put their face against the mech yeah. and they're like, "You're you're gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine." Uh, Laura's was just like, "Was like, don't worry, I will be your sword, and this sword will not break." And I was like, "All oh, right, dang. yeah." <laughs> yeah, Lisa's was more like, um, "We still have more to talk about, and I'll make sure that I tell you next time I see you and that kind of stuff." So it was cute. But she just like shoves her face against the mech, yeah. like I'm talking to you. <laughs> and then yeah, Reen just kind of yeets out. And that's the end of the game. That's the end of the game. <laughs> no post credits thing. It's just like, hey, nope. we'll see you next time. And it's like, which um, minor spoiler for the the second game, like it picks up immediately. Like there's no downtime. Yeah, I wonder if like if the second game is going to be like. Kind of similar to like Mass Effect 2, where it's like 
all right, we got to go get the crew back together or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, it's, it's, yeah, man. That was a hell of a way to end that game because, like, especially, man, just just think, though, if, like, if you had no idea this was, like, was going to be, like, a series and it had, like, a sequel or anything, like, you get to the end of the game and it's, like, all this popping off and you're like, what the f Man. It was crazy. I'm so excited to play the second game. Yeah, same. I was literally like, before even like the mech stuff comes up, came in, I was going to come into this podcast and be like, let me tell you how Trails of Cold Steel is basically Gundam Wing. <laughs> I mean, you got political factions feuding with each other, kind of class warfare. Uh, these kids who are just at the center of it, supposed to be like the, the cool thing. Uh... I mean, there's characters that are named the same. Oh, and now there's a mech, so of course it's it's clearly one in the same. <laughs> oh man, you were you were you were totally not wrong. I <laughs> love that final boss section. I told you, man. I was like, oh man, he's gonna like lose his mind about this. That was entirely like my brand. <laughs> like, holy sh, dude. real cool oh and yeah we got we got to we'll have to play through the second game now yeah i'm gonna try and play some on a plane but we'll see how it goes yeah uh trails of cold steel 2 like you said just i guess picks up right where the the first one left off and literally right where it leaves off like you you started up and you're right there and you're like um okay well no, like, this is what happened. No, last time on Trails of Cold Steel. <laughs> it's just... Alright, we're with the mech. I, I'm real curious to see, like, how things go. Because, obviously, I think you're going to get another big fight with Crow at some point. After you've, like, learned, like, you, you, your mech and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm um, so hyped. That's going to be real cool. Um, And then just, like, all the crazy shit is going to be surrounding the Civil War and everything. Like... Because obviously, like, how are you going to have, like, like, I don't wonder how they're even going to, like, structure the sequel. Because, like, it's not like you're going to be able to go and do field studies again. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Like, I'm really interested to see how it's going to work. Because, like, I know that I booted up and I'm already, like, level 40. But I don't know if they're going to, like, take that away from me. Or if we're just going to go from level 40 or how that works. I bet but... it'll be something to take away from you. Like, it'll be kind of like the how the beginning of this game was. Where it was, like, it gave you that, se- that section from Chapter 5. And you were, like, mm-hmm. level 50 at that point? Yeah. So I bet, I bet it's kind of similar to that. But um, you do get some extra bonus perks if you uh, transfer your save data mm-hmm. in. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm real intrigued to see how it's going to be. And I'm, I'm stoked to play the, the second one because this game was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of, like, went ham and playing it and did... <laughs> A whole lot of crazy stuff. You did. Yep. Um. So yeah, like it was, uh, it was real good. Also, like, hey, <laughs> a real good way to do a betrayal story. I mean, it's, it. Hmm, imagine that. Yeah, it's, a game with social elements doing a good betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who would have thought? You'll never see it coming. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it, it was it was a really good betrayal because I actually cared about Crow. Like, Same, I thought he like, was a good character. Yeah. Like, yeah, that moment fun. at the at the after party of the festival, and I was like, oh man, this is real sad. Um the the whole thing with like the bank of reen yeah it was so funny and i wanted to send it to you so bad but i couldn't and then like you um, get that like, oh. it has high rates of interest and then that betrayal happens such like a gut punch you're like man well and then reen saying like was all that fake and he hesitates yeah crow <laughs> maybe he's redeemable i mean it wouldn't be surprising yeah i'm i just that hesitation it was literally a gut punch for me. It was like, oh, he feels things. <laughs> it was great. It was really great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that whole scene at the after party was like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really good betrayal. Really good. Mm-hmm. They got me. Yeah. And like I said, I actually gave a shit that I was betrayed. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, man. We were bros, man. What the heck? So yeah. Like I said, a good way to do a betrayal. It's like it's not you know it's not that hard, but apparently you can easily mess it up. Easily. Um, also, just as a, a fun side note, the music in this is great. Yeah. Um, the festival music is hilarious because like it's not at all what they're performing. <laughs> Um, but the outfits are wonderful. You have the rejected prince outfits for uh, the boys, and in your case, rejected prince outfit with a bear on your shoulder. That's right. Yep. Better get that bear back. Bear life. I have to make sure all the DLCs downloaded for that. Oh yeah, you're you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we did it. We did it. Trails of Cold Steel one. Now we just gotta get through two and then we'll just be stuck yeah, it gets the uh the jared and alice seal of approval yeah totally like I, I completely understand why people were so like yeah these games are real great like obviously you know it's a time sink but like these if you want to play a good one of these games you gotta play this and it's like yeah totally <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm really glad that we played tokyo xanadu so then like we got to play this it's it's awesome. It's it's a good sequence of events here for us, and it's kind of funny because we played Xanadu in like what January or February of 2018, and now like January February of 2019, we're gonna be playing the second Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah. <laughs> so, whoops. Also playing this, like you can really tell, like the DNA of Xanadu is like it's literally just this. Oh yeah, it, it's definitely there. Like you were telling me that you you recognize the Whack a Mole game. Like yep. Yeah. The fishing mechanics are there. That's I love the fishing mechanics in this game. Uh, you have you have a lot of the same stuff, but that's fine. Like the notebook thing is there, and a lot of those mechanics are great. They work really well. So yeah. why 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 mix it up? But the games themselves are enough different that it doesn't feel like you're playing a carbon copy. Yeah, totally. And I think that was important mm-hmm. because. They do have a lot of the same stuff, but they're not the same game, and that's good. <laughs> it good, it good yeah. game. Definitely, this is definitely something you should definitely check out. Like, there's there obviously there's it's a good because there's a lot of various avenues that you can pick it up. Um, you know, it's it's on PS3 and Vita. Um, it's still kind of expensive though for those, so 
Yeah. Uh, it's a little wary. Uh, it's on PC, which the PC version has more features in it. Like, there's more, like, there's actually more voiceover stuff in there. So, mm-hmm. if you're curious about that, like... Which you get that with the PS4 version, yeah, too. Yeah, like, those are going to be kind of similar. But uh, and the PS4 version is coming out relatively soon. I'm not exactly sure, like, on the, the exact date on that, but it is, like... Keep talking and I'll let you know. It's sometime within like the first few months of the game of the of the year, and I think like it and the second game are kind of like out relatively similar, or, like even on the same day, maybe I don't know. It's one not of not the few. same day, but um, like they're out. They're... February twelfth is the first one, okay. so February twelfth of this year, and then Cold Steel two is March nineteenth of this year. Okay, so a month apart. So within a month of each, yeah. Yeah, but uh, first three months of the year, the, those those two will be out for PS four. So. So like, like I said, you know, you have multiple avenues to, to pick this up. If, if you want to pick it up on PS3, Vita, or get the, the expanded version on PC or PS4. PS4. So. Yes. Play this game. Definitely, it's good. Yeah, definitely good ways to play it. And uh, definitely a thing you should definitely play. Definitely, 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 definitely. Definitely. Max. 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 Who would have expected Max? Right? Nobody expects the Max. <laughs> It's like the Spanish Inquisition. It's real good. Anyway, the first podcast episode of this year. Yay, we did it. We did. Oh, crap. I forgot it's 2019 now. Yeah, that's true. Whew. We did it. We survived 2018, barely, but we've survived it. We did. Now we just got to get through this year. <sighs> All right. <laughs> What a good way to start this year, though, for the podcast. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what a good game. Oh, man. Uh, so, if you would like more from us, go to SeasonalMeCheckup.com or SAC.cool, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts, like Seasonally Checkup and Jared and I Watch. Uh, you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, like, all of our Game of the Year write-ups are on our respected site, so you can check those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. It's where we do Twitter and you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. If you're so inclined to do so. Uh, next week, we'll do something because we don't know what. Yeah. We'll, do we'll figure it out. Yeah. But until then, uh, just, just take 60 to 80 hours of your life away and play <laughs> this game. Yes, do it. <laughs>